Join me and 10 other women for an incredible all-inclusive five-day healing retreat. This retreat was made for you if you want to be surrounded by loving, non-judgmental women and be guided to overcome your triggers and your insecurities so that you can fully step into your potential. Don't just take it from me. One attendee said that the retreat was more powerful for her than the last 10 years of therapy. Yes, you heard that right. 10 years. Now, I've just opened the doors to the priority list, and when you join the list, you will be the first to know when the doors open to sign up for Bravecation. Go ahead and click the link in the show notes to be added today. Hi, I'm Dr. Steph, and I'm here to guide you on your journey to healing from a difficult relationship with your mother. Whether she was narcissistic, emotionally immature, or just plain toxic, I want you to know that you are in fact not broken and you do not have to suffer from anxiety or explosive emotional reactions like lashing out. You can break the cycle. You are a strong, capable woman who can handle any challenge that comes your way. And I'm going to show you how to have the ultimate control over your reactions so that you are unstoppable. Welcome to the Broken to Brave podcast. Welcome back. I am going to dive into one of the biggest things that gets in the way of communicating effectively, and it actually causes more arguments and arguments that last longer and are more intense, um, you know, that could have otherwise been avoided. Uh, But before we get into that, I just want to give you a little life update. I am in my feels this morning. My daughter, Annabella, started kindergarten, and I just did not anticipate feeling much other than happy for her. You know, she's been going to daycare for her whole life, so this is, you know, not terribly different. Maybe some of you have different opinions than of that, but anyways, I just didn't really anticipate feeling much, and... Um, what's also going on is one of my closest friends is in early labor and let me see if I can explain this. Like both happening at the same time is creating this mix of emotions for me where it's like officially the end of one season and the beginning of another maybe, because I think I'm finally coming to terms with we're not going to have a third baby and I won't be pregnant again. So I'm like witnessing this pregnancy and about to go through labor. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to experience that ever again. I personally love pregnancy. I'm obsessed with it. And then simultaneously, Annabella going into, you know, official school where it's just the start of that journey. I don't know. I don't know if any of this makes sense, <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm just in my feels. It's, you know, bittersweet, maybe more bitter in some ways, but also sweet because my girls are getting more and more independent by the day. So that's good. But I, some of the things that we're going through now are like, oh my gosh, this is the last time. Well, I guess it's been like that for a while, but Anyways, I'm going to move on from that, but I'm sure that some of you can relate on some level. 
let's go ahead and get into it. And I'm really excited to dive into what's planned for today. And it is one of the biggest things getting in the way of communicating effectively. And I'm going to tell you that when I bring clients on, most of them think that they are doing this well or don't really need a whole lot of help in this area, but it ends up being the biggest thing that I focus on with people is how can we communicate effectively? How can we stay regulated during arguments and minimize arguments? And how can we show up openly? I have so many clients who feel like they've been open to date, but in reality, it's defensive openness. And here's just a few examples of what happens for most people. There is no formal education or training on how to communicate effectively, how to have tough conversations. So we simply just pick up on what people around us do, right? Yeah. And if you pause and you think about that, have you ever learned how to communicate effectively? Like, is that something that you learned how to do in school? Is that something where your family actively taught you how? Probably not. And I'm curious if there's anybody listening who's like, oh yeah, um, I'd love to hear from you because I haven't heard anybody say yes to that question personally. And For the very few of you who might have done something, I'm willing to bet that you were actually unintentionally taught defensive ways of communicating. What is defensive ways of communicating? Using tact, focusing on not upsetting the other person, um, focusing on softening what you want to say, and not saying something because you know it will upset them or talking about someone to another person. Does any of that resonate? I'm guessing that it does. And I want you to think about this. If you never learned how to communicate effectively and you just picked it up from others around you, how good are you going to be at it? And If you were raised by an emotionally immature, narcissistic, or toxic mother, what are the odds that you've picked up on ineffective communication strategies along the way? I'm going to say with almost 100% certainty, you have picked up on many ineffective communication strategies. And you might know that. You might be able to recognize like this is not effective. So you've probably taken an approach or you may have taken an approach where you've tried to do the complete opposite of whatever she did. But the odds are that that's actually not effective either because it's driven by fear. Now, I want you just to think about the number of conversations that you have in a given day and how much time, energy, and effort are you wasting every single day, every single week, every single month by not being able to handle those hard conversations or arguments like a boss, honestly. Um, probably a lot of wasted time, energy, and effort. And then how much time, energy, and effort are you wasting ruminating 
about the conversation or the argument afterwards, stuck, kind of just rehashing it over and over in your mind. And what would it mean to you to have mastered these skills? How much time, how much energy, how much effort, how much emotional drain would it save you? A whole heck of a lot is my guess. That's been the case for me because I'm going to tell you, I historically have been an awful communicator. I would get so defensive, so critical, so angry. I would walk away from conversations not understanding why I was upset and what a gift it has been to understand why those reactions were popping up, how to reduce how often that happens, how to bounce back quickly, and having clarity around where the strong reactions were coming from. Because as it turns out, when you have clarity about the root cause, what is causing those big reactions, and I say big, but it could be shutting down. That's a big reaction. It's not like a outwardly, you know, but it's it's a strong, you know, reaction. Um, so understanding the root cause of that gives you the opportunity to solve that issue and to overcome it. Otherwise, you're just addressing symptoms, which are really like putting a Band-Aid on a canoe that has a hole in it. It's really only going to do good for so long. It's going to sink. Okay, so let's talk about what happens if you never learned how to communicate um, or if you have just been kind of been following what your family did or following societal guidance or maybe following what you were told to do at work, you likely have experienced one or more of the following. You sugarcoat what you actually want to say and the full point doesn't get communicated. You might feel a tightness in your throat or your chest when you hold back your opinion You might consider yourself very open, but you've gotten feedback from others like this, where they have said, you're too open, or, oh, you say it like it is, or you're too blunt, or you need to soften what you're saying, or you're too harsh. Um, Another thing that could have happened for you is maybe you withdraw into deadly silence and essentially shut down. So as you think about those four that I just listed, sugar coating, tightness in your throat or your chest, being told that you're too open or you say it like it is, and withdrawing, have you done one or more of those? Most individuals that I come across have done all four of these at some point or another, and um, that's been true for me too. So what do all four of those have in common? Well, this is actually approaching conversations from defensiveness. And before you say, I'm not defensive, if you are human, you are defensive. So I'm assuming I'm talking to all humans right now, not any aliens out there. (laughs) If you are human, you are defensive. And Okay, so if you've approached conversations this way, it's stemming from defensiveness, which stems from what? Fear. And if you heard me say fear and you had immediate pushback and you're like, I'm not afraid, 
I encourage you to consider that this may be the truth and rejecting it is only going to keep you stuck. But if you sit here with me, stay with me, listen thoroughly, you might be surprised what you can discover. So let's dive a little bit more into what I mean by defensiveness. To put it simply, it is an ineffective coping mechanism that like happens automatically to protect you from not the other person. It happens to protect you from feeling inadequate. So you are essentially protecting yourself from yourself. So for instance, you may choose to sugarcoat because you believe that someone won't like you, but it's not really that they won't like you. It's that if they don't like you, you will feel inadequate or that you feel unlikable. You feel that that is true. So like I said, all humans are defensive and, I didn't say this part, doing the inner work is what allows you to drastically reduce your defensiveness and bounce back quickly so that you can show up as your authentic self. Now, I want to make like just a little note here. If I rewind back 12 years ago and someone would have said this to me, like, okay, you just need to do inner work to reduce your defensiveness so that you can bounce back quickly and so that you can show up as your authentic self. I didn't know who my authentic self was. I thought my defense mechanisms were me. I thought like when I got angry and when I got um, high anxiety and when I lashed out and when I, um, you know, made harsh comments or when I shut down, I thought that's who I am. And I just want you to know if that resonates with you, I was wrong and you are wrong. That is not who you are. That is just the way that you have learned to cope with the world. And you can break that with relative ease. All you need to know is the tools. So how do we reduce your defensiveness so that you can actually see who you really are? There's three phases, three processes to practice. And I've mentioned these on a previous episode, but I'll just reiterate here. It's analyze data, activate choice, and absolute acceptance. Those are the three phases to really do this inner work so that you can show up as your best authentic self. And next week, I'm going to go into a little bit more details about each of those phases. So here's what you need to know today. I feel like maybe I've said a lot and I'm hoping that I'm not overwhelming you. If you have questions, please just send me a message, send me a DM. Okay, so here's what you need today to know today. Within those three phases that I mentioned, there are seven principles to master so that you can handle arguments like a boss, so that you are conserving all that time, energy, and effort, and emotional bandwidth, and you're not wasting it on all of these conversations. I'm going to give you my favorite right now because it's something that I personally struggled with, and it's something that the vast majority of my clients also struggle with. And when you apply this principle, you will be able to see results rather quickly in your arguments. And 
you may begin to notice reduced intensity and length. So what is one of those principles? Set aside proving that you are right. Yes, set aside proving that you're right. And if your immediate thought is, that's not how I show up, then I encourage you to ask a loved one who's going to be honest with you. Just go ask somebody who you love, who loves you, who's going to be honest with you if they've seen that quality or characteristic in you. And let's say when you heard me say, set aside proving that you're right, you're like, but I am right. Okay, well, just all the more reason that this is important work for you to do. When you focus on proving that you're right, it is a sign of defensiveness. Unconsciously, what's happening? If you are right, then you won't feel inadequate. That's what's happening unconsciously. If I'm right, then I won't feel inadequate. I'll feel competent. I'll feel capable. I'll feel good. But actually, what if you could feel all of those things without in conversation showing up as wanting to be right and wanting to make the other person wrong? It can be so easy to get caught up in a cycle where you're trying to prove yourself right and really make the other person wrong. Sometimes it looks like endless explaining. Sometimes it looks like criticizing the other individual. Sometimes it looks like intellectualizing the situation. So you're kind of like sharing all the facts and maybe in a condescending way, putting the other person down some, in some ways that the condescending piece isn't there. And another way that it could show up is like simply just putting someone down. But if we pause and we zoom out, I want you to actually ponder this. What is the point of life? Is the point to be right? Probably not, right? We are emotional beings, social beings. And so in some ways, the point is to feel connected with others. Maybe in other ways, the point is to have fun. The point is to continually become a better version of yourself. I'm sure everybody has a variety of different answers, but let's just say that to some extent, the point is to feel connected rather than feeling alone. And if for a moment you take on the mindset of it doesn't actually matter if I'm right, you may find that useful. And if you're still like questioning, like, huh, I don't know about this. Just consider that this is just how you have learned to be and you can relearn a new way. You might as well try it on, see how it fits, see what kind of results it gets you. Because you can always go back to being the way that you are today. But if you don't try, you will never know. So I want to give you one more tip. If you find yourself in an argument and you're kind of repeating the same thing over and over again, and maybe the other individual is repeating the same thing over and over again, then what I want you to do is say something new and different. And usually the things that we are repeating are fact-based in nature or like what happened versus feelings. So what you could do when you say something new is incorporate more feelings, even if it's, I don't feel heard, just to break that cycle rather than trying to prove what you're saying and your standpoint is right. 
Okay. Again, this is just one of the seven principles you need to master to handle arguments like a boss. And I know I gave you a lot of information today. I don't want to overwhelm you with everything in one setting. So I encourage you take this tool, apply it, and do me a favor, implement it immediately. And then send me a DM and let me know how it went um, using this principle. And when you do, when I hear from you, I will give you the next steps. So again, let me know if you have any questions. I'll keep an eye out for your messages in my Instagram inbox, and I will see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening today. If you're ready to heal so that triggering situations no longer control you and so that you can feel empowered, brave, and thrive in any situation, DM me the word brave on Instagram and I'll send you a training where you will learn three of the most common mistakes driven women are making that are keeping them stuck in negative emotions and what you can do instead.